Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Hello, hello. Today we have a special guest, Jackie Wachter from Fount Leather Goods. Hi, Jackie. Hey, ladies. How are you? We're so good. We're so excited to chat with you. So excited to be here. We started talking to Jackie around um, December about coming on, and that was like prime Fount Leather Christmas season. So we're excited on the new year to have a fresh start. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. December is like November, December is go time and it's like all hands on deck and all the, all the departments. So January is always a nice time to like take a breath. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about Fount. Tell us about what you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Fount is a business that my husband and I started eight and a half years ago. We actually started it out of our apartment. Um, okay. So I guess rewind before it was like an official business. Uh, We were dating and decided to do all homemade Christmas gifts for each other. And um, I made him these, him and his friends were doing some furniture design on on the side. And so I made him this like laptop case and pencil case and got him a cool sketch pad. And um, anyways, he was like, wouldn't these be so cool out of leather? And I was like, oh yeah, that would be cool. But I had never sewn leather before. Um, I went to design school, but had not worked with leather. And I knew you needed a special industrial machine unless you were doing like hand punching and hand sewing. And so um, anyways, we started like, we always joke around like normal people go on dates to like restaurants and we're like, ooh, let's go to a shoe cobbler and get leather. So we were like, <laughs> around, like where can we buy leather? And he'd come visit me because at that time he lived in Virginia and um, we would just go on dates to like get stuff to make leather stuff. And then we would do these photo shoots of it. We'd make these wallets and necklaces. And then um, my best friend's mom commissioned me to design a bag. And then it all just kind of snowballed from there pretty quickly, which was fun. And like, awesome. So what year did you guys make your first bags that you actually sold? To the people. Okay, that is 2014. Yeah, that's Yay! like the wow. and like got a website and like locked down our official name and all that. And like, like that's the year like we went full time. Like we both um jumped in. Yeah. And did you have a storefront right away or it was just like word of mouth at first? Yeah, no, at first we did not have a storefront. We didn't even have a storefront on the horizon because a lot of people said retail was dead. Um, so we were actually going to, this is unbelievable. When I think back, cause now we have three kids. We used to go to 52 shows a year, like meaning like a pop-up, like one was called the Cleveland flea and that was monthly. And then we would go around the country to like Chicago, Atlanta, DC, Columbus, Cincinnati, like a different city, pretty much every weekend trying to get the word out about found. Um, and that's how we were like, okay, we're going to try to grow online, but we'll like plant seeds by meeting these thousands of people in these cities by going to these like three day shows. And so that's kind of how we did it at the beginning. And then, um, we got asked to be on LeBron James had a show called, um, Cleveland hustles. It was basically like shark tank and it was with CNBC and his goal was to, 
um, sort of gentrify a neighborhood and like revive it and get life back into an arts district in Cleveland. And so if you were one of the winners on the show, then you opened a store permanently in that neighborhood. So that's how we opened our first location. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. never forget it. That opening was so bomb. I think Abel was yes. my chest and a baby Bjorn for that opening. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you put him on the golf cart. Cause we had like a golf cart driving around the neighborhood. Oh was boy, like, <laughs> what a mom. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. Um, okay, so this is not a question that I have on the list, but you obviously have like unlimited amounts of energy. Where does that come from? Okay, yeah, so ADHD, <laughs> but for better or worse, like it's just been this way since I was a kid. My mom always talks about how it's a lot to keep up with. And it's funny because like in school as a kid, it was like, all of my report cards were like, good student, but talks too much in class. Good student, can't sit still. And it's funny because I guess another like bent that was like, you know, it's hard in some ways. It's hard to stay organized with ADHD too. But in other ways, I just, I'm always like, yeah, let's go. Somebody has an idea and it sounds like a good idea that we should jump into. Like, let's go. What? We're supposed to open two stores this year? Okay, let's do it. It's um, So there's, I guess, pros and cons to it. Uh, but I would definitely say it's probably ADHD that where the energy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And way, to, was, way to channel it for good, you know? Amen. amen. It's like, you know, you got to use the cards that you got dealt. So, and like my husband really struggles with it too. <laughs> this is more like ADD. And so we have very similar childhood experiences, but it makes you also very risk adverse from some books I've read about it. Um, and that when you start looking into some CEOs and entrepreneurs, a lot of them do have ADD because it's like you sort of look at the risk and you're like, yeah, that's not that bad. So it fails. And then I go try something else or I go back to what I was doing before. Like it's not really a big there's not a big risk when you think about it like that. Granted, when we started our business, we didn't have our three kids and we didn't have a mortgage yet. Um, but like at that time we were just like young and in love and ready to like, yeah, let's both quit our jobs and make purses. We've only sold three, but <laughs> sounds great. It sounds like a great idea. I saw a funny, uh, Instagram reel last night and it was like my medical, I finally figured out my medical condition and it is how hard can it be? Like that's his, how hard can it be? And he thinks that way about everything. Yeah. And so he just does everything because how hard can yeah. it be? And does it work out for him? Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah. I think that's like, the entre that, I think that's the entrepreneurial way, right? How hard can it be? So you just go to the next thing and tweak and yeah. pivot. I heard a really cool thing one time that someone had said, like, when you do failure is more like road construction opposed to a roadblock. Like if you were on your way and you're like going to your favorite concert. And there's road construction. They're like road closed. You wouldn't just turn around and go home. You'd be like, mm, I'm going to reroute. So I yeah. kind of feel like you're just like, as an entrepreneur, you like have a plan and you have a road you're going down. But when you get halfway there and you realize, oh, that didn't work out quite how we expected. You just reroute to get to the destination you were planning to go to. So really, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that kind of goes with a question I wanted to ask you, like, how did you learn to trust your intuition? Like you obviously wanted to do this business, you and Philip together, but like, how did you learn to like, just trust that and then move forward into it? 
Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a tricky one. I would say, I mean, so I'm a Christian and I think a lot of, you know, my trusting my intuition is more like, it's like listening to the Holy spirit. And if you have like a gut, like reaction that says, no, I'm like, Ooh, I better look into that. I better check that. And actually like a good friend of like Katie Dethmer, remember Katie Dethmer? Yeah. She, we're both friends with Katie from college and she would always say this really great thing. She was like, if you have a, you need to have a full body. Yes. For like some like big decisions, you know? And like, for example, we're looking into opening a few more storefronts this year and some of them are not a full body. Yes. Like either the store is too big for us. It's like not our ideal size or the location's not great, or it's going to require too much of a build out or, you know, different things like that. It's like, if it's not a full body, yes, that might be God saying, this is not time for you to walk through that door, you know? So that's something that we, we really pray about a lot. And it's cool because my husband's a Christian and um, we just hired a president for our company and he's a Christian too. He's our friend from church. And um, before we ever make a full, like a big decision, we always say like, if your presence doesn't go with us, God, like don't send us, we don't want to go do something that we're going to put all this work and all this money and all our hard earned resources into to have it just not work out, you know? So yeah. Intuition, man. I don't know. And estrogen is a whole nother. Well, I told Christy, oh. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but, um, I had this, like, I would call her more like a spiritual mentor. Her name's Agnes. And we had prayer and worship nights at my friend Pam's house for many years. Agnes has passed away. She was old. She was like 90. And she always said, don't make big decisions when you're on your period. Like, that's like, a thing. like she sure. was just like, so like, <laughs> adamant, about adamant about that being a rule. Yeah. I do think hormones, like they can run the show and they can also maybe like <laughs> lead us astray. I'm like, why am I so stressed out? Why didn't I just eat 10 cookies? I'm like, oh yeah, it's not really the world is not ending. This is not that hard. I'm just getting my period. So, <laughs> so I'm really. So powerful. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm really. Husband's always. He actually has the app on his phone to tell me when I'm gonna get my period. Because he's like, you're acting a little off. Yeah. So it's like really not that you know everything's so tricky right now. It's just a lot of estrogen. Just wear women. Yeah. So topic though, like, how do you handle stress as it pertains to your Mm -hmm. creative business? Mm, Okay. So how do I handle stress? Well, I love yoga. Love it. And I really try to like, some people think I'm crazy because sometimes I'll just like be like in a meeting and I'll be like, (gasps) and I'll just take like a deep breath. That was over-exaggerated. I don't really do that, but I'll just like, like if you practice yoga, it's all about the breath. And then even like in my prayer life, I try to do deep breathing and just like really it helps me so much be grounded and just take time to like pause and reflect on, you know, like, is this a big thing? Like just taking that like 10 seconds to just breathe it out really helps me with my stress life a lot. And then there's also Zoloft. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) During COVID, when COVID first hit, honestly, we thought we were going to lose our whole business. Um, So 
I just, I, that was like a chapter. I also dealt with postpartum depression all three times. So I knew what a powerful tool, uh, actually I was on, um, what's called Lexapro. Um, but that was like so important for me to be like, Hey, like if I had a broken leg, I would go to the doctor for that. And like, I'm dealing with like a lot of like depression and anxiety after having a baby, I'm going to, you know, go to my doctor for that. And sure. that was a tool. And during COVID that was a tool I needed to use again, because it was really hard on our business. Oh my gosh. The whole thing. Um, we did have to close down the studio for multiple months, which meant that our team members couldn't come to work. And it, it was just really hard on a lot of levels. So I think stress comes in different forms at different times. Um, but I think that without having to go on it, like going too much on a tangent, our mentor says to us, he's like, if you get the right people on the bus, meaning your team, and then you get the right people in the right seats, then everything's going to run more smoothly. So mm -hmm. as we as a business, we've been able to find really great talent um, on our team that they do things better than I would. Like our regional manager, oh my gosh, he's always a step ahead of me. If he sees something we can improve in the stores, he's texting me or emailing me, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let's implement it. You know, so once you get the right people on your team, and that's not something we had at the beginning, just for the record. This is like, you know, we've had to work to get there and we're eight years in. But um, I guess you wear all the hats in your business when you first start. And then you, when you can take that hat off, then you give it to someone who can wear it better than you. So that it frees you up in the space to do what you're really great at and what you really thrive in. And so my role in the business is I'm the creative director and I also manage like all the store aesthetics and like the store, just customer service and the store brand. So um, those are the departments I'm part of as well as like the social media. But then it's been really cool because they're different fun for me, you know? So it's been cool to take off those hats and give them to people who, you know, wear them better than me. Are they love leather, hats. leather hats? <laughs> ah, no, not leather, but I do want fine hats with a little leather band. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, I feel like there are two different types of people. There's the person who is like completely motivated by like stress and lack of time. And like, um, uh, I, I assume as an entrepreneur, that's not you, but, but I, maybe I shouldn't assume like, and then there are some people who like, um, that just completely squashes their creativity to be, mm. you know, like, our, um, What's the word I'm looking for? If you, if you like wait till the last minute, if you're procrastinator, if you're a procrastinator that oh. does that fuel you, or do you need to like be stress free in order in order to be your most creative self? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I think I, I yeah, that is a good question. I think that I can do okay in stress. Like I think um, it gets harder though now that we've got three kids to like juggle home life with. I think before I could like you know if if we were up against a deadline, I'd stay at the studio till three in the morning, you yeah. know, and do the same thing the next day, and you know just you know throw in a couple fourteen hour days and get it done. But now we can't do that with like our home life. <laughs> that wouldn't work out. But um, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind tight deadlines. I think they're kind of fun. And I feel like it's kind of a challenge. Like I get kind of hyped up on them. Like our president was like, let's open two to three stores this year. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, I just love that. Like, I feel like it kind of reminds me of like sports or a project in high school. We always kind of joke around about that. Like sounds like our biggest project ever. And like my husband and I both always loved projects and project buddies. So he's like my, my main project buddy, you know, but it's like, 
Yeah. So I don't mind the stress. It's just a little, it feels now that our team is growing and now that our team is like, we just really want to make sure they feel safe and secure and like appreciated. We've realized anytime we do throw something in, that's like, Hey, last minute, we got to get these bags to Oprah, you know, cause we might get featured this month. We got an email and like, we've done that. And it just stresses people out, you know? Yeah. And it seems that like our planning ahead is always just beneficial to the group, mm. you know, mm -hmm. so like considerate of the team, you know, and to just keep like the team feeling healthy. And so. how many people are on your team now? Ooh. Okay. So it, we have three locations, three stores, and each of those have about seven team members there. And then our studio is, I think 13 of us right now, 12 or 13 of us here at like the, the downtown, like design studio headquarters. So, yeah. So wow. I think 21 plus 12, 33, I think. <laughs> Great math. Yeah. I can see why. I mean, that's a big team. Like you have to have your ducks in a row, you know, especially when you were just used to working with you and Philip and like, yeah, get those systems in place for sure. Oh, I love a good system. Yeah. It's like, it helped. Have you guys read Atomic Habits? Yes. So good. Oh, did it life? Uh, very much so. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I listened to it last year and now I got the hard copy to like highlight it up. But it's like just the idea of like the systems help everybody run better and give you more free time for that creative thinking. So, yeah. I love that. Uh, okay. You kind of just alluded to this, but how do you and Philip balance? your home life with your work life and all the things, especially with the three, three kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to say we have it balanced because <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like we do. We have little ones. We have a seven-year-old boy, a five-year-old boy and a one and a half year old boy. So it's just like, we turned our attic into a wrestling room. It's like, it's just, um, constant like boy energy at our house. So, um, I'm very thankful for my parents. They live in town. And so they help out a lot, like, cause we work a lot of weekend events and evening events and stuff like that. Um, and they've just really been so awesome for us. Um, like they watched a, the week boys for us a week at Christmas cause I was working crazy hours. So they helped us out. So that's a huge blessing to us. Um, other balance is we just found like we've worked really hard to find schools that the boys love so that I don't have to feel guilty about working. You know, when I drop them off, they literally run in the door and can't wait. So that feels great. Um, at one time we had our son at a school that he didn't love and every morning he went crying and then we picked him oh. up. He was cranky and that just felt awful, you know? So I think that's just a big part of it is to find childcare that is something that, you know, the kids are, doing quote unquote their work because school is their work right while you're going off to do your work feels like okay like we can all go do our thing and do our best at our thing because we're all in spaces that we love so yeah. that's a big part strong sense yeah. of community takes a village yeah oh amen sister and yeah our, our church community is really great like our pals they are fun I literally just could go to an, a social event a day and be so happy that feels my bucket up but my husband's a little more chill so he needs more downtime so um yeah you just kind of like yeah having that community and you really just also I'm thankful for my husband because he is such a team player at home like 
he's like, we both are in there, you know, doing the mom, dad jobs. That's so, awesome. I love that. Okay. I have a question for you about, um, boundaries. Like I, you, oh. <laughs> um, are a yes woman like through and through. Um, but how do you create boundaries with all of your yeses that you pour out? Like even with this podcast, I'm like, Jackie, can you podcast at this time on this day? You're like, yep. And I know it's not <laughs> always like that, but like you try to give your yeses out as much as you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I love to say yes, because yes opens the doors to opportunities. Yeah. It's like a lot of times when you, you say no to things, you don't know what God had in that door for you. But so I do like, I love to say yes. I love to say yes to fun. I love to say yes to opportunities. And every time you say yes to an opportunity, it's like, it just leads to the next one, mm -hmm. you know, really cool. So love that. However, um, a girl on our team, oh my gosh, I loved this one day. I was just so cranky and I'm not usually cranky. Um, I was getting ready to go work an event and it was a smaller event. And I was just like, kind of just frustrated because I had to load the whole car up, take out three car seats, put in all these tubs, shove the, the racks in. And it's like a lot of work to pack the bags and make sure they don't get damaged. It's like a big, it's a big to do to go work an event. And it was like a smaller event where there wasn't going to be a lot of people. And like, so if we do an event with like 5,000 people, that feels really worth it because, you know, that's 5,000 people that may not have heard of your brand, that if they're not going to buy a bag that day, they get to learn about you, they take a brochure and then they go on your website and you're basically it's marketing, right? Anyway, so I was super cranky this day as I'm like packing for this thing I agreed to. And my colleague said to me, she's like, just remember how you feel right now. Next time you say yes to something like this, just remember how you feel right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. You know, <laughs> because you got to say yes to the stuff that's good for like your work, like for the business, because I'm responsible to make decisions that are good for my whole team. I'm not just making decisions for Jackie, right? Um, and then I also I'm making decisions. Like if I'm working an evening event, that's a night I don't get to see my kids, you know? And that's why like, COVID was actually such a, you know, game changer for us because all those events were canceled and we actually grew as a business. Like, and it was amazing what God did. And, and that opened up the opportunity for us to open more stores. And we're like, okay, this is way more sustainable than Jackie and Philip renting a U-Haul. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the way to grow the business. So we took some big risks and signed leases in some bigger shopping districts. And anyway, I, so I'm learning it's a huge learning curve. Just back to your question about being a yes person that like, I guess you say yes initially to something because you're hoping it blesses the whole, you know, the group mm -hmm. that you're going to and like, you know, but then if you realize that it's not beneficial to all parties, then you got to know, say no the next time. So I've been trying to use that phrase that my friend told me, remember how you feel right now, you know, that's awesome. So that's been helpful. So definitely good boundary setting there. And also I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you've learned over the years how to be like a pro delegator, right? Ooh, are, you, are you a good delegate? <laughs> is it easy for you to delegate or is that, is yeah, that a struggle That's funny. Like I get embarrassed because sometimes my, my husband feels uncomfortable delegating because he's a little more of a people pleaser, but like we read a lot of Brene Brown. And if you like Brene Brown, she says clear is kind. And you know, like 
you can't be upset if someone didn't get something done if you didn't clearly paint for them that how you wanted it done and what it looked like, you know? So I'm super thankful for my team because we kind of have this line of communication open that like, Hey, here, here's what needs done. Here's, you know, the, the, and Brene Brown says, paint it done. So you explain to them what'll, what, what it looks like done so that they don't come back to you with something and say, Hey, you asked me to design a briefcase. And you know, that's not how it would really go. But, and then I brought this back to you and I'm like, Ooh, I don't like this and this and this and this and this. No, we would like, when we're designing a briefcase, we would sit down together, do sketches, talk about how many pockets, what's the strap look like, paint it done together. So then when Lindsay, she's our head designer now, when I set her out and say, Hey, okay, you're free, like go create it. And she has like, she knows what the expectation is. So then she can use her creativity and do it within those boundaries so that when she comes back, everybody's happy. She's happy because her hard work is going to be utilized, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm thankful for my team because we have that really cool line of communication where also I, I, I like check-ins, you know, when check in more often than not, if you're not sure if you're on the right track, check in and we'll, evaluate and then go back and see if you know it needs changed and then yeah so I yeah delegating is I think it's like just a great um you know it's all about great communication that's awesome yes what's your favorite part of your job Ooh, okay I really love my job. <laughs> I love coming to work every morning. Um, I love doing the photo shoots. I love planning the outfits. I love designing the bags. I love, um, I really love, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Designing, the, <laughs> designing the stores. Right now. Oh, wait, say I, it again. Cause you cut out wild. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Designing our storefronts. Okay. So, um, kind of the vision, like, so Val, our, our company, the products we make, they're leather handbags. I don't know if I said that yet, sorry. Uh, they are meant to last a lifetime. And the word Val means an abundant source of desirable quality. So that's what we're known for is that our bags last and last and last. Like you can put 16 bricks in our tote for three weeks and it won't stretch or break and they're just made to last so anyways I designed the stores to feel like this well-traveled woman who's very discerning and she doesn't make junk purchases at Target she like buys nice shoes that are meant to last 10 years and then when the soles are worn out she goes to a cobbler and gets new soles put on she loves art. She loves real pottery, like those kind of things. So when I design the stores, they have like real wood floors. They have like tile that looks European, like it's Italian marble tile. And like, it just, and then I do like, um, these custom leather cash wraps that I do. Um, I wrap them in leather with brass tacks and it's just like, I love designing the stores. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, oh. that's probably my, my new favorite part of my job. You are very skilled at your, I, I have a fountain bag. Oh, I have it here. I have it here with me. And actually when my daughter was young, I had it in the grocery cart, like in the place where the child goes, I put my bag and then she was standing in the cart, which I know is illegal, but whatever, that's what we were doing. Okay. And she had my pen that I write my grocery list and she decorated oh. the front of my fat bag. And I had only had it for just a short time. And I was like, oh my gosh. And you know, I, I went into the store and everyone was so kind and but like, they were like, I don't know, like, it's probably like not gonna, you know, there's nothing we can do. And, 
um the pen mark is gone it just like yeah yeah so like you know is it's like get pen on your skin because leather is technically skin you know it's a cowhide so the more you condition it like with our conditioner just like eventually the pen will come off your skin it will just condition right out so it does take some time to get it off but it will come out and that's what it's they're just designed to last you know sorry go go I didn't mean to interrupt you no no I I forget what I was gonna say but that is I it's just great oh I I know what I was gonna say your storefront you have such a that is such you are so talented in that I mean when you walk into one of your stores and the only one I've ever been in was the short north location which is sadly not there but um it gave me such a feel you know you were able to like grab my whole emotion which is like such a talent you know I loved the big mural floral like it was just so beautiful in there it was in it but it it took me over emotionally for sure and I oh I that's kind of like that's what I wanted to feel like I want you know how like in um Alice in Wonderland when she falls down the rabbit hole and she's in a new world yes I wanted to feel like when you walk in the door of a family yeah that's my favorite part of my job yeah (laughs) thank you you're very good at it like little secret for the Columbus people we're hoping to come back to Columbus oh I was gonna ask you that's the best news yeah we're working on it we're praying about it and um we're looking at a pop-up in Easton so we're just waiting for the right location to open okay okay so think about that because some of those stores Oh, thank you. Those some of those stores are massive, like big, big stores. So it's a little bit of a waiting game to wait for our right size, like quote unquote boutique size, to open up. Um, our ideal square footage is like a little, like between one thousand and two thousand. So we're kind of just waiting for the right fit to open up. Awesome. But yeah, we would love to be back in Columbus. Love wow. it there. The people are the best part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would be excited. Um, okay. What else do we want to ask you? I feel like I have a million questions I could ask you. Um, so, okay. You've talked about like stores and opening, like, how do you, maybe this is a team question. How do you goal set? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Like your business is moving fast paced. Like, yeah. What do you do? How do you goal set? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of goal setting. We like in January, I lay out my big goals, just knowing that they might change. And then we revisit them in December. And then um, we have each member of the team do that too. And then you meet with them monthly to check how they're doing with their goals. And if their goals are still the same as they were, Um, I live and die by a to-do list without a to-do list. I would be like, what's my name? Where do I live? Like, I just literally can't function without a to-do list. So I have the to-do list app in my phone. And then I have one for my personal life. And then I have one for found. And then I just, because like, I don't know if you guys do this, but it'll be like midnight and I'll roll over and I'll be like, oh, I forgot to email that girl back about if she can have her college group come and tour the studio. And then I'll just like, instead of letting it keep me awake and like in my subconscious while I sleep, I'll just roll over and stick it in the to-do list. Or like if we're in the middle of a meeting and this idea comes up like, oh, I need to get more hangers for the Kentucky store. I'll just stick it in the to-do list. And then it sort of helps me stay present in whatever I'm doing 
um, at that moment, yet not forgetting to put something in my lineup. And then in that to-do list on the phone, you can touch it and like move it up priority wise. So usually before I go to bed or in the morning, I'll kind of like move my priorities up and down. And then also that helps me like, okay, I need to delegate this to Matthew. I need to delegate to this to Lindsay, Miranda, like, and then, oh yeah, call McKenna. it sort of helps me like set the tone for the day. But then I also keep a to-do list in my, I, I moved back to a paper planner this year. How do you guys feel about paper planners? Mm. Paper planners for life. I, I have our notes <laughs> on paper. Like I type them. I love to like write down yeah. the things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then I keep my like, like urgent do it today or else it's like not I keep that in my paper planner so I take my like my daily like my like today's the 19th right so I'll write that one I cut it in half down the middle and I have my day like my schedule and then on the right it's my urgent to do's that's, that's what that. I do too I love that yeah okay. I want to switch gears I have a question oh, well, you go but you are go. we running out of time yeah we have um uh Six minutes left with Jackie. I just wanted to ask you really quick a fun question. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love fun. You mentioned earlier very quickly that you were like, okay, we got to get the bag out to Oprah. Like, tell us more about that. Oh, oh gosh. Well, oh, that didn't pan out because she wanted red leather. And that's a little bit of a sensitive topic because I'm like, if Oprah wants red leather, we make red leather. Okay. Like, that's like, we never had it. And I'm like, we can order red leather from our distributor. And then like, yeah, so um, that didn't pan out, but hopefully that opportunity will come back around. Um, we have been really lucky to have some really cool placements. Like we got to be in the New York Times. We got to be in, um, I think, was it Fast Company? We got to, oh, oh, you know what was an amazing one for us? Like the best ever was... Um, Country living was off the chain for us. I like love that was the, living. Yes, it was our first placement in a magazine or a cat or yeah. And they reached out and it was an article called Making a Country Living. And at that time we had only ever sold like seven bags of the cleanup fleet. And I was like, wait, they don't know, like we're definitely not making a living yet, but you can still write an article about us. And they did like a full spread. And that was the thing that helped us go full time. So we got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of online orders from them. Quit our jobs and hired 12 people. It was bananas. That was our first, that was our first big press. Yeah. So they found you. They found you. Yeah. Just on Instagram from our little. Yeah. Your Instagram is top notch. Top notch. Oh, thanks baby girl. Oh, big silly, my husband. He can he can vid, you know. He's really good at aesthetics. So his background was in video production and photography. Mm-hmm. So that is like the best because he can just like we need to shoot something, we just like do it, you know. So it's nice. You guys are um, not the team. Oh, thanks. It's fun. We have a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. my question was a fun one too, because I know in your home life you have deemed yourself, quote unquote, the captain of the fun committee. What do Ooh, you have to do for fun? Oh, all the things. I love to camp. I love to organize camping trips with massive groups of friends. Um, I love to go skiing with massive groups of friends. <laughs> love to do a lot of throwing a karaoke party. Um, I just love to plan things. Like I love to throw fun things for 
buddies each other and just see the, have them have fun together, you know? Yeah. 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 Not like too serious. Like, let's just keep it fun with the pot look and have a good time. I love it. That's awesome. Well, our time is ending, but we are so, so, so thankful for taking time out of your schedule to chat with us. We are just so inspired by you as an entrepreneur and as a woman and mom. Um, and I love just your candid answers too. Oh, well, thanks for having me. This is, I love, love, love your podcast. So I feel honored to be on it. And I just um, am excited about what you ladies are doing because I love fun girls and you are fun girls. What is your um, Instagram handle and your website? Okay. So you can uh, link it to our, the Fount one. It's just at Fount is okay. Um, my personal one is more like my family stuff, but you, you're welcome to put that one on there too, if you want. It's Fount Jackie. Okay. And then website is fountleather.com. Awesome. Okay. Check out. <laughs> yeah. But so, you guys have a very updated Instagram. So if people are in need and want of a leather bag, go check their ooh. stuff out. It is beautiful. It's the perfect time Thanks. to get a Fount Leather bag. Perfect time. And I want to do <laughs> one more plug for the um, people that don't take care of their bags as well as they should. I try to so so much, but remember when I told you I spilled somehow kombucha all over my bag and I was like, literally thought I was so mad at myself and it came out. You told me how to treat like Dawn soap and all that stuff. And it is good as new. Perfect. Yes. And our leather cream, I'll tell you what, we're doing like a whole series of um, kind of destroying your bag things right now, which is really fun. And so Philip's shooting these videos and we're going to the um, the courthouse tomorrow and chucking a bag down the flight of stairs full of books and then uh, like showing what happens after you condition it. And then we're doing like a six-year-old bag and showing what happens after you condition it and then running over with a car. And it's just really That's cool. cool. Stuff these days is not made to last, but we want to be the Patagonia of leather handbags. So instead of you know, buying really trendy things that fall apart and you have so many of them. It's more of an investment piece that you are meant to hold on to. And if something does go wrong, we do complimentary repairs. If you bring it into the store, we do complimentary conditioning or you can condition at home. So it's really our mantra is to kind of like make things that are made to last and like wise investment pieces. Oh, you guys are so awesome. Go shop Fount. They're amazing people and amazing bags. Jackie, we love you. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Love you. All right. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.